Hello, Mama. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to be here with you today. It has been another week for the books for us. Kids are sick. We've been stuck in the house. I've been wanting to get them on walks, but they don't feel well enough for it. So man, it feels so good to get to sit down here with you. Uh, I'm also just so excited to dive into our topic today. I know for me, this is a topic I can't stop reflecting on. I can't stop talking about it. It's just something that's just so in my face right now. And so I just love the opportunity to get to talk to you about it. And I don't know if you've, you've experienced this yourself, but I just feel like life the, the speed at which life is going is just getting faster and faster and faster in a way that almost scares me. And now I, I don't live in fear, but it's like this tide that's pulling me out and I have to literally like feel like I have to swim against the tide to stop it from happening. You know, with technology, there's been so many amazing things that have come with it, right? Like that the way that I am even here with you today is through technology, but also technology brings a lot of challenges and a lot of extra almost weight to our lives. It makes some things easier, but then it brings this added weight. And I think one of the ways that shows up is just being constantly bombarded with um, media, with uh, options for shows, for podcasts, for audiobooks, for social media, right? Like it's endless. And anytime you want information, anytime you want to learn, it's all right there for you, which is great, but it also, it can be overwhelming and overstimulating, right? And that's just one facet of it. Then there's also just events. I feel like just nonstop in every area of my life. And I don't know, maybe this is because I'm an introvert very to its core. Like I do love people and I love, you know, one-on-one conversations, small groups of people that I adore, but I need some alone time <laughs> to really recharge. And so I don't know, maybe I feel this in a, in a greater capacity. And maybe this is just me entering more of the fullness of motherhood as my kids are starting to get a little bit older, but there's just always events, school events. Uh, we do s- some sports with my son we have events for his sports. We have church events. We have have, um, I feel like there's more. It just feels like there's constantly events to figure out. Um, and then there's just texts, right? Texts and emails constantly flooding in as you're trying to manage all of it. And, oh, I know I feel just exhausted by it all. And even just the things as well. Like we're surrounded by so many things, which can be amazing, but also things take from us as well. They take our time, they take our energy, they take our money. And so those are also depleting us. And we're living in an age with like more things than ever, right? Just going into Target, like it's, you're surrounded by things that you feel like you need all of a sudden when you didn't know you needed that five minutes ago. And it's just a lot. And so today I'm just going to talk about what it looks like to swim against the tide, how can we not allow this this culture, the, the way that culture is sweeping us away, how can we stop that? Now, it's not all bad. I'm not saying all of these things are bad. All of Most of these things are all good. It's just trying to live a life where we're not bombarded by them, where we're not drowning in them, and where we can actually just 
be present with our kids and (laughs) experience God's voice, like that there's actually silence and stillness long enough to experience God's voice. And where we're not just managing our lives, but we're really living them. And so I'm excited to just dive in today what this has looked like for me, and I hope it can just help you reflect on what this can look like for you. So I encourage you to just grab a paper and a pen for this episode. We're going to unpack some practicals some things that you can implement in your life. And yeah, I'm just excited to go there. So let's do this, mama. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, I'm so excited to dive into this with you today. I hope that you are enjoying a start to your summer. I know most of us, uh, at least in the United States, have begun our summer, although in Southern California, it does not feel like it at all, which makes me a little bit sad. There's just a lot of fog and lots of drizzling rain, and I'm just ready for some sun. I know as soon as it comes, I'm going to say, I am so hot all the time, so I need to be grateful, but you know, it's just, you kind of want like the, the seasons to match what, what it is, right? Like the weather to match what the season is, <laughs> you know, and already in Christmas, we don't really get to feel Christmassy because it's usually blazing hot oftentimes around that, that time frame. So like, at least we should be able to feel summer, <laughs> but honestly, I am very grateful, grateful to live here, grateful just for this beautiful world that God has given us. I mean, even this is so off topic, but I was going for a walk yesterday after being trapped inside with sick children all week. And I, my husband was working from home and I got to sneak out on a walk with my baby and it was just so glorious. Oh my goodness. The freedom felt just so powerful, <laughs> but I was just looking and we, we live in an area um, where there's just kind of a, a little bit more nature than is normal in Southern California. And I was just, as I was walking, looking at all of the different trees and there's just literally so just, just on my block, so many different kinds of trees. Like, and, and if you think about it, you know, we often take all of this landscape for granted, you know, cause we just live in it and, and, you know, it, it becomes commonplace. But really when you think about like, with fresh eyes, like a, a creative God that, that created it. And you look at it and you look at the, the specific shapes of each of the leaves, leaves and the specific shades and colors from the leaves and the different kinds of bark, uh, the different, the different way the leaves fall, like, and the branches are, and it's just so glorious. It is absolutely incredible. And it just makes me so excited, you know, for, thinking about who God is and how creative he is. And just even also, again, another side note, but (laughs) my husband and I were watching Avatar, the new Avatar last night, which was so good. And you know, you experience that in that movie, right? You, You see this new world that is, you see it with fresh eyes and it's so incredible and so amazing. And that's because you're not used to it. You're not used to those plants. You're not used to those color tones. But 
honestly, the world that we live in is just as glorious as that. Like you, you watch it and you're like, wow, I wish we had plants like that. But if you look at our world, like we do, we have the most amazing things in our world. We just, we just miss them when we don't slow down. So maybe this isn't as off topic as I thought, because here we go. Segue. <laughs> that is exactly what is happening. You know, this, this pace of life is so fast and so quick that we don't take those moments to slow down. We don't take the moments to look at the leaves and experience the beauty that God created and really like sit in awe and wonder of that because we're just going to the next thing and we have one more thing to do. And we might even be distracted as we're walking because we're listening to an audiobook, which is fine and good. And I did that for half of my walk, but sometimes we also just need to be quiet and listen and feel the earth beneath us and feel God's presence around us. And there's just not a lot of space for that unless we are intentionally fighting for that. And so today that's what I want to talk to you about is how do we have this kind of fight in our lives where we're just going hard at trying to make our life a pace at which we can really experience God and live in the beauty of what he made for us. Now, I'm not saying, and you know, we'll get into the specifics of this, but I'm not saying that we just sit back, we just, we seek comfort, we live for the weekends, we try and avoid taking on um, more responsibility. No, actually, that's, it's a very different thing. And that's, that's what our culture is kind of telling us. And, and, you know, that's kind of how the enemy works is he takes truth, but he, he skews it just enough. So it kind of looks like the real thing, but it's not quite the real thing. And I'm even reading a book right now. I'm not going to share the title of it because I really, you really have to be careful as you read it because it's, it's exactly what's happening. There's a lot of great thoughts in it and very helpful insights and things to apply, but uh, it's the enemy has skewed the truth a little bit. And it's not written from a Christian lens. And so it's, you know, all about doing these things it's talking about without God. And that's, it, it all sounds great. It all sounds like it's, it's driving you towards the right thing. But ultimately, if we're doing those things apart from God, anything apart from God, that is, is leading us to destruction. And so, you know, we have to be careful with how we perceive what's in the world because it's not necessarily going to look like this blazing, oh, that's wrong, so clearly wrong. It's often those little things where the truth is just slightly skewed and that's how the enemy is sneaky and gets us into those traps. And so the world tells us that we, we should seek comfort. We need to take care of ourselves. It's all about self-care. It's all about, you know, just really creating that space for us. And if something feels like too much, we should just, we should just get rid of it. Let's just cut it out of our lives. And that is not what I believe God calls us to. I do believe we're supposed to go hard for his kingdom. We're supposed to like, while we're on this earth, this short life that we have, we need to give everything we have for God to, to build his church, to help people find Jesus, to, to raise up kids that are going to change the world, to, to make our impact on the world of, with the gifts that God has put inside of us and the calling that he has for us. And we need to, to give everything we have to this mission. So it's not about comfort and sitting back and kicking our feet up and, and eliminating all things that add stress to our lives or pressure to our lives. That is not at all what I'm saying. That's what the culture is saying. But we're going to talk today about what a biblical way of doing that is. And I haven't read it in a while, but if, if you're interested in this topic, 
I highly recommend you go and read the book by James Mark Comer. I think his name is. It's called, okay, I had to go and look it up. It's John Mark Comer. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I read it last year and I want to read it again. It's so incredible. It really shifted just how I see things and it has a lot of great application and tips as well. So I highly recommend that if this topic is something that you really just want to know more about what does God say about this and how do we do this in a biblical way. And really, I think we all need this in our lives, like because of the strong pull of culture, if we're not swimming against the tide, we will get swept away. And yes, we talked about the tide of culture being, you know, wanting you to have kind of a false comfort. Um, and that's one of the tides, but there's also another tide of, of hustle and go and just keep moving and moving. And this can be sometimes found in the church as well. Um, you know, the enemy can sneak in there and again, use something that's a truth and skew it and and make it look like uh, it's something good. But so we need to be cautious of this. And all of us, I think, can grow in this area. So I've kind of divided my thoughts up into three categories. The first one is events and people. The second one is things. And the third one is distractions or some evil. Some people might even refer to those as rest, things you do to rest. And we're going to talk about that. Um, But first, I want to go into events and people because, you know, Again, none of these things are inherently bad. It's just the pace at which we are experiencing life. It's it's the things that distract us. You know, I recently heard someone, I think it was in some mom Facebook group or something. I can't remember. By the way, if you're not in ours, come join us. You can find, go into Facebook and search for Morning Mama Collective. I'd love to see you over there. But I, I saw someone comment about, hey, like how how do we you know, pour into our kids. I think it was a a Christian Facebook group. um, And it was like, how do we pour into our kids if we're always busy? Like we have school and we have sports and we have church. Like when do we have time to really like teach them this stuff and pour into them in this way? And for me, like that comment, and first of all, I get it. There's no judgment there, but like, oh, that was just like a punch in the stomach of like, man, we are missing the mark as, as a church if this is what we're struggling with, if we do not have time to sit down at the dinner table with our kids, to have conversations with them at bedtime, to have conversations, you know, to dot, to pour into them in this way where we're instilling the values of God in their lives and, and to show them our love and to create space for conversations. And we're, we're completely missing the whole point of it all, right? Like, are those school events really forming in your kids the fullness of what they need? Now, I'm not saying those events are bad. Not at all. Like, I'm sure there's benefits to them and it's great to socialize and it's great to be a part of something and all of the things. But but if you have so many of those on top of all the other events, right? Or even sports. I know sports is one of the biggest suckers of time. And and those are good. It is good for them to have to push forward into something, to overcome something, to to move their bodies, to learn to how to be on a team, to learn to receive feedback. Like there's so much good that that happens from that. But if if our our lives are fully just consumed with that, is that really instilling in your kids all that they need to become God-fearing adults that are going to go into the world and be independent? Like are they getting everything that they need? 
they're getting some good things, yes. But if you cannot find the time to pour into them in another capacity and to to just experience life with them, then we're missing the mark. And and right now I'm just talking about your kids, but obviously this is for you too. Your ability to connect with God, your ability to to see the textures of the leaves, right? We've got to make this space in our world to be able to fill ourselves up and make sure we're pouring into a kids, our kids so that they are prepared to be the generation that's going to take over this world that is super broken, always has been, but feels like it's a lot right now. Like, are our kids prepared for that? And I don't think that sports is going to be the thing that prepares them for that. Okay, I'm not necessarily saying to eliminate sports. Maybe for you that is, but for many of you, that's not going to be it. This is just to reflect on it. So what this looks like, okay. So the first category, events and people. What I want you to do is to to pause this episode in a second and write down your core values. Like what are the core values as a family that are non-negotiables for you? What are the categories? Um, the categories that I wrote down and yours are maybe similar. Maybe you have a little bit different, but categories I have for my core values are marriage, family, church, friends. Now, this can look like a lot of different things, but those are kind of the categories I came up with. So write those down. First of all, what are the categories of your core values? Like where are we going to need to look to see where our time needs to go? And those are the categories. And then after you have those, those values written down, those core categories, you're going to underneath underneath each one, write down what are like the, the values you have under those categories? What are the, the non-negotiables you believe you need in your week or your month, um, regular rhythm in order to pour into that space and maintain it as a core value? So for example, my first category is marriage. So for us, the core values that we have under this are we maintain our sacred time, which I talk about often here, that once a week we sit down face-to-face, no phones, no TVs, not even like games or anything. Like that's that's a separate time if we would play a board game or, you know, watch a show or whatever. This is a time where we face-to-face just connect heart to heart and we talk about where we're at and what is going on. Sometimes we use five questions from our pastors um, that are just kind of conversation starters, but they go kind of deeper. It's like, what is something you're dreaming about? What is a request for change? Um, what's something you like about me? Things like that, that are just really cool to kind of uh, talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about, like at the dinner table necessarily. Um, so sometimes, sometimes we use that. Sometimes we use this feeling wheel thing where we kind of identify different feelings we had throughout the week. Um, but most often lately, we just kind of have like a heart to heart, like, Hey, where are you at? And we just share like, okay, this is how I'm feeling about like parenting this week. This is how I'm feeling about our marriage this week. This is how I'm feeling about work. Like, and just where this is where I'm at with God. And we just kind of go there and just share with each other and really just have this point of connection. Now, I know some of you maybe do that naturally, um, you know, throughout the week and you guys just come together, uh, regularly. For us, that's not the case. We're both very introverted. We both easily can move away from each other into our own space. And so it is uh, non-negotiable for us to have this in place and have this sacred time that we have that we do not miss um, and is distraction-free where we really just check in with each other. And it's such a cool place too to like 
talk about like, Hey, I I was really hurt this week. Like when I feel like you've been really short with me and it's really painful and I know you're going through a lot and I totally understand that. And let me know how, like, please tell me how I can help. But I also want you to know it's been painful. Right. And so it's this safe space to kind of share that when you're not already triggered, when you're not, your spouse isn't in the middle of 500 things, you're not in the middle of the kids screaming and you can actually have those kind of conversations in a safe way where you don't, no one feels, um, like as, as easily triggered because it's this quiet space that is created for that. And so that's a, that's a huge value of ours. We have our secret time. We also have pizza night. <laughs> it's uh, our Friday night. We make homemade pizza. Um, we watch a movie, just my husband and I, and it is just our time to unwind. And Oh, it's just kind of a breath of fresh air. It's something we both look forward to after a hard week. It's like, okay, we just, we have pizza night coming up. It's okay. We can get through it. We have pizza night coming up. And for us, it just kind of helps us like connect, start the weekend connected, do something fun together that we both enjoy. Uh, and it's just easy, right? There's no pressure to have conversation. Like, you know, I used to try and have conversations with my husband at night and that just never went well. Cause as introverted as I am, he is a whole other level of introversion. <laughs> And so he's exhausted and just did not want to talk. And so that never went well. And so we found that if we just start the weekend off uh, with that, it's this easy space. It just helps us stay connected and have this shared experience that we get to enjoy together. Okay. So those are a couple examples. You know, as I'm reading my list, I'm even realizing like another kind of main category you probably want to add in here is education, or maybe you could have a specific like children category and under that, that you talk about education and maybe for you it's sports and things like that. And so, you know, you can kind of form this how you want, but the goal is just to kind of get down what, what are the things that are your core values in your life? And you have to start here because ultimately we're going to go into like what is next and if, if we are doing a bunch of activities and things that are outside of our core values, and those are taking up time where we need to be pouring those into our core values, then we're missing the mark, right? Like we're wasting our time essentially, even if it's something that seems positive, it's missing the mark because it's not a part of our core values. Um, you might even, another category you might want to add in here is like yourself. And so making sure you have like your quiet time there, um, making sure you have, maybe for you it's exercise. <laughs> I'm trying to incorporate that, working through some health stuff. And then I'm going to add that one in and I'm, I really am hungry for that. But you know, maybe for you, it's like meal planning because that helps you maintain your, your health and your body. Like, you know, what does that look like for you? So that's another probably area you're going to need. Um, just with, uh, within the areas I have, I have family. So some things I jotted down, this is not the extent of it all, but adventures, I really value family adventures. So for us, what that looks like is often during the week. Um, you know, I, I only work like three half days a week, with the podcast and uh, ministry. And then the other days I'm and, and times I'm at home with my kids. And so I really value taking them on adventures. And this is like where it fills me up. I feel like I get to help them experience life and nature. And, and I feel more connected to them in that space. Um, I feel like they, they just, they're always in a, like their behavior is better. They're more at peace. Like when we go on adventures, I really value ex exploration. So that's what that looks like. Sometimes on the weekends, we'll have adventures as well, but just making sure I have time for that. Um, 
Another thing is downtime. Like we really value time where we can just go slow and like Saturday morning, have a pancake breakfast and just kind of hang out in our pajamas and chill for us. That's what we need. So if we're up and going every weekend of the year, that's too much for us. Like we need these slow mornings to just kind of breathe, hang out, be connected, clean up, like just go slow. Okay. Some other quick ones I've added just to give you some ideas to spur on your list. Um, church is one of my categories and I have attending of course, and then I have serving and then I have small groups. So, um, this is a core value of us is making sure we're there every Sunday, unless we're out of town. Um, it's serving, making sure we are contributing to the body of Christ. And this looks different for each of us. You know, my kids are too young to really be serving. Um, yet, although I know my son, whenever he gets a chance to help, he's so excited and he loves it. But, you know, I, I serve on a team, but I also during the week am, um, working on staff uh, for my church as well. My husband is on a team. So this is a value we hold that we will sacrifice our time to make this happen because we believe that we're called to build the church. And that's how you build the church is one brick at a time is bringing the gifts that you have to contribute to the body of Christ. And so this is a huge value that we we will sacrifice our time for. Um, another thing in church is small groups. So this, this can be a big sacrifice because usually they're at nights and you know, nights are like my time to unwind and just kind of shut off from the world. But we very much value both leading a small group and attending a small group. And so making sure that I have those relationships that are pouring into me and those side-by-side relationships where like we're in this journey together and we are keeping each other accountable and doing it with each other. And then also that I'm pouring into others and I'm, I'm using what God has blessed me with and putting it into others. Um, so those are just some things, values in our buckets. And so and, and why we're like going to the nitty gritty here is because if you don't know what your core values are, then you're going to get confused on the next step when we're going to talk about like, hey, do you need to eliminate anything? And, you know, even small groups could easily, if, if you don't recognize it as like, hey, this is a core value because I believe that we're called to uh, be discipled and be disciplers <laughs> to disciple others. Like I, that was the last thing Jesus said before he left is go and make disciples of all nations. And so this is a core value of us. And so if I didn't recognize that, that could be something that I'd be like, oh, well, I could probably eliminate that because, oh man, I'm always tired at night and gosh, it'd just be easier not to do this. Maybe this is really what I need to do, but no, that's a core value. I need to, I need to fight for that in my life. That's not what I need to eliminate in order to slow down. So that's why we're starting here. Last category I have is friends that I kind of already touched on this, but just um, showing up specifically for a certain group of people. And I think even naming who those people are, like, who are you going to sacrifice your time for? And it doesn't need to be the whole world. And this is, this is a hard one. And I'm still kind of navigating through this as well, because I also feel called to be the light in the world. And so I want to get to know my neighbors and to get to know the other families on the t-ball team and all of these things that I've been struggling with. Cause you know, especially in this season of having a baby and top of all of everything else, right. Um, it's been hard to do that, but I value that. And so that's something that I'm, I'm, still need to figure out where does that fit in to my life and my schedule. But I, I think kind of mapping out who are those people and who are those communities that you do feel called to pour into, because we do need that. We need side-by-side relationships. We need, uh, horizontal relationships where we have leaders pouring into us and then we're, we're pouring into others. And so naming those people, because then you know who you're going to sacrifice for, you know, who you're going to, you're going to, 
say yes, I will be at your birthday no matter what, because they're on that list. You know who you're going to stop whatever you're doing and answer their phone call because they are on that list. And it can't be everyone or we're constantly going to be on our phones and we're going to not be present with our kids and not be present with God. And there's not enough time for it all. And so we need to figure out who is in that circle. Who do you need to sacrifice your time for? And what does that look like? Okay. So take some time, figure out what that is before you move on to the next part. Okay. Once you've really just taken some time to, to create this list of your core values and really maybe sit down with your spouse, like take this seriously. Um, or, you know, whatever version you, you know, you're going to do, if you're going to procrastinate doing it with your spouse and put it off and not end up doing it, then just sit down with yourself and do it at least for your own schedule, whatever kind of movement you can make. But you're going to then after that, I want you to look at that list and identify anything that you are currently doing that isn't on that list already. Okay. So if you think through all of the activities you do, all of the things in your day, every minute, think about like where you're going, what you're doing, what is scheduled, what's taking place, like write down a list of all of those things that you are, that are, well, just write down all those things. And then you can compare that to your core values. And as you compare, I want you to look at what is not, what, what does not fit under one of those categories. Now, Make sure you're being honest here because it could be easy to justify like, oh, but we really do need to do this. Uh, I think that we should add this, right? It could be easy to just go down that route and just start adding everything to your core values list. But the goal is to really be honest with ourselves of like, is this moving me and my family towards the life that God created us for? And use that as your filter and be very honest. And now we're going to go through some steps of like what to do when you find those things. So don't worry. It doesn't mean you have to completely eliminate it. You can never attend this thing. We're just going to think about it for a minute. So the questions after you identify what those things are, what are the things you're doing in your schedule that are not on your core value list? Then I want you to, to answer these questions. First of all, why is it in your schedule? Like, why is it there? Is it absolutely necessary because it's a requirement? Maybe you have to help at the school as part of being in the school and that's just a requirement. That's part of it. And so it has to be on there. Um, maybe it is, you know, something that you're doing for a family member that like, you know, they really just have need your support in this season for that. But, but just write down why, because there might be something with that, right? There might be like, okay, well, they do need this support in this season, but after this season, I think it's healthy for both of us to stop this, or here are the limits of what I can really truly give, right? So just answer the why, Again, you don't necessarily need to cut these things out. Just answer the why. Okay, the next question you're going to go to is, can you eliminate it, even if it's for a season? And and if not, why? So if you find these things that are not within your core values, can you eliminate it? And again, this doesn't have to be forever. Can you eliminate for a season and test it out? Try it out. See what that feels like. See if that helps you create space that you need for your family and for yourself. 
If you cannot eliminate it, why? Like, why is it that essential that you cannot, absolutely cannot eliminate it? Um, and you know, sometimes this is how you can do sports. Like maybe you have noticed in your family, like a season where you're like, man, we just are disconnected. We are running to and fro doing all of these things, not connecting with each other. I don't have time to pour into my kids. This is just not working and we need to create space for this. And so for a season you say, Hey, we're going to stop sports for this season. Okay. So it, it doesn't have to be forever. Okay. And then the third part is, um, or does what you have found need to be added to, to your values? So this is what I was referencing before. You might discover that some things that you're doing need to be added to your values. I just want you to be careful with this and not just add everything, but maybe you miss something when you're creating your core values and you realize, oh, wow, we are, um, you know, making meals for families in our church with new babies. And that wasn't necessarily part of your core values because, you know, you're on a team at church. It's not really a team. It's just something you do. Um, and so you realize, actually, this is something we value as a family. We love making these meals together and we love getting to contribute in this way. We need to add this to our core values. This is, this is something that is, is good that we're called to do. Okay. So when, and even when you add something to your core values, like ask yourself the question, am I called to this? Am I called to this in this season? Like, let's, let's be specific and be honest about what we're looking at here. Cause you can really easily deceive yourself. Okay. So I want you to take some time and go through those questions and look at your core values and see what, what, what do we need to get rid of? Like, this is such a beautiful opportunity to just cut some things out. And I want you to, after that list is done and after you go through those questions, ask yourself, what can I cut out? What can I stop right now? from our schedule or what even like can I plan for? Maybe you can't stop it today. You need to finish out the season and be faithful, but what can you eliminate that you're not called to that is sucking your time in a way that is not leading you and your family to the life that God has called you to. Okay. Well, we're going to dive into this more in the next episode, but I hope that you'll spend some time this week, just kind of digging into that and spending some really good time, really just dissecting this because this could be a game changer for you and your family. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for this beautiful life you've given us and that you've trusted us with this uh, amazing world. God, it's so beautiful and full of so much, God. Um, But I know we're all so drowning in it, God. So I just pray you would give every mama just the wisdom and insight to know what to cut out, know where she can cut things back and where she can um, just create space to just be, be with you, be with her family. God, show her what that looks like. God, show her that she doesn't have to stop charging the hill and, and uh, you know, winning people for you and, and building the church, but show her where she can cut out these things, God, things that you just don't have for her that aren't needed. God, and we just thank you for the peace that you offer, God, and we just pray for more of it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.